What's up, everybody? Welcome to Behind the Lines NFL Week 8. Daniel Dobrish is out this week. I, Dude Man PA, Ryan Reed, will be joined by Brian Edwards, who can be found on Twitter at VegasBEdwards. Brian, how are you doing this week? Doing great, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Hey, glad to have you. I see that you have an astounding record over there at Vegas Insider. We're excited to hear what you've got for us on Week 8 NFL. Let's jump right into it. First off, we've got the Ravens and the Buccaneers. What were you thinking here for the Thursday night duel? Uh, well, you know, Brady has only been a home uh, underdog five times since 2014. So I was thinking about the Bucks early in the week, but now obviously it's flipped and the Bucks are favored. Um, I was leaning Bucks. Uh, it's hard to back this team right now with their struggles, but they are at home, but they are 0-3 against the spread at home and only 1-2 and uh, straight up, nevertheless, I, I can't back uh, a road team on a short week game, so uh, I'll hold my nose and, and say the Bucks. You're going to take the Bucks on this one? I think I was going to be on this under here. I'm going to take the under 46 and a half. Uh, what do we have on trends? Baltimore is 7-3 and three to the under so far in the last 10. And let's see, uh, Tampa Bay is also 7-3 and three to the under. You look at their last five games, which would exemplify the part where you're saying they're not looking so great. Brady's not playing so well. They're 4-1 and one to the under. And I believe that is also the same for Baltimore. So I'm going to jump on under 46.5. I'm putting you down for the Buccaneers spread. Correct. And you're going to get a nice minus 1.5 on FanDuel. That'll work. Excellent. Broncos, Jaguars. Will the Broncos win a game again this year? I don't know. I don't think it'll be this week. What do you like for the uh, Broncos, Jaguars game? Uh, These are two fade teams for me. I had the Giants uh, last week. And, um, but if I, uh, if I have to pick it, I'm going to go under 39 and a half. Uh, Both offenses, uh, struggling here, uh, the under six and one uh, overall uh, for Denver. And that's despite having a couple of games that went to overtime, and they, they still went uh, way uh, under their second in the NFL in total defense, third in scoring D, only giving up 16.4 points per game. But Denver dead last in the NFL uh, in scoring, only 14.3 points per game. I think Nathaniel Hackett showed himself in week one to be the worst coach in the NFL. Uh, it's been brutal, but uh, at least he's got a good defense, so I'll go under. I like that play. I have under 39 and a half written down as well for myself. I just don't see how there's enough points scored on the Broncos side of this ball, and I think the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are going to try and run the ball a little bit and maybe uh, slow down this game, not allow the mistakes to come and give the Broncos a defensive touchdown on a pick six or anything like that. That sounds great. Let's move down the line. Next up, we've got the Bears at the Cowboys. Dak was back. He looked rusty. They still pulled out a win. They are once again home favorites. How are you feeling about this 10-point spread? Well, the Bears being on a short week, uh, going on the road, they're, they're obviously off their, uh, well, uh, maybe week one against the Niners or, or last uh, or Monday night uh, against New England. One of those two is probably their best performances uh, of the year. Uh, I really don't like laying a, a big number like this, but uh, Dallas is three and one, both straight up and against the spread at home, five and two, both straight up and against the spread 
overall. I prefer Dallas uh, in a teaser, uh, seven-point teaser, where you can uh, drop them down to uh, minus two and a half and and, and couple them uh, with the G-men uh, plus 10 at Seattle and the Jets plus nine and a half. But uh, just in terms of a straight play, on this game, I, I would go. Uh, I would go Dallas minus nine and a half. Although, uh, don't like laying a lot of points like that. But short week uh, for the Bears, and hopefully Dak will look a lot of better, a lot better. But other than that first half against Philly, Dallas's defense just lights out all year, and uh, I don't see Bears scoring many points. I'll go with that. Um, I don't like the 10-point spreads, just like you kind of touched on there. That's a number where I'm going to try and throw it in a teaser. So as far as a straight-up play, I'm actually going to take this over. I'm going to take the over 42-and-a-half. I'm going to hope the Bears can squeak out, you know, 13 to 16 points, and Dallas can put up 27 to 30, and that's going to get me over the hump here. Um, That's all I got on that. Let's move on to the Raiders and the Saints. This game could be fun. I see that there has some movement to this over, I thought. Uh, what do you? Yeah, we've up three or four points here. What are you thinking for the uh, Raiders-Saints game? Well, I would certainly like uh, to know about some of these uh, key players uh, for the Saints, uh, especially Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, and the uh, lockdown cover corner, uh, Lattimore, who, who are all, you know, Still questionable. I mean, if all three of those guys were to get upgraded, uh, I would probably uh, lean to the Saints. Um, looking at the total, it, it seems – I mean, I know that uh, New Orleans has hit four uh, overs in a row. Um, man, I just would really like to know what's up with all these injuries before I commit to it. But for uh, the purpose of this program, I will go uh, – I'll go – Las Vegas here uh, on the road. Okay. You're going to take uh, Vegas minus one. I actually have two plays in this game. I'm going to take Vegas minus one also, but I'm going to jump in and we're going to jump on some of the trends. Plus you see how this is unfolding. The Raiders are not stopping a nosebleed. We're going to play in a dome. Everybody likes the indoors. Both of these teams are home domes. So last five games, four no to the over. And then we've got last five games, four and one to the over. So I'm going to go ahead and write down the over 49 as well. I believe that's the best number we can grab. And we're going to take that. So that's a double play for me on this one. And now we get a delicious game with the uh, Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. I've been riding the Falcons pretty heavy here for a few weeks. They've been coming through for me. Uh, I don't know that I really want to play with, uh, with the four here as a home favorite. This number's been moving the other way. If I could somehow stall a little bit longer, as I see, we've gotten to a minus three and a half. If I can get a three, I'll jump in. But right now, I'm just going to wait. What are you feeling for this game? Yeah, so the first uh, favorite slash chalk roll uh, for the Falcons uh, on the season. Uh, It's also the Falcons' uh, lowest total uh, of the year. Uh, I know Carolina's defense obviously looked really good last week, but... um, you know, and they finally showed a little life uh, offensively. And um, the Falcons, you know, they have been, well, only 17 last week. But they give up a lot. Their secondary is is really banged up right now. Um, so I'm thinking the over, uh, again, 4-2 and two overall on the season for the Falcons. And, uh, you know, they're fourth uh, in the NFL uh, in rushing yards. So low total. Uh, I will go. 
over. And Carolina's not that great at stopping the run, uh, ranked 21 uh, in the NFL. So I will go over the low, uh, low the number low in, in the low 40s. All right, we got you down for – we're going to give you this nice Caesars number here of over 41 to get you away from the hook. I have written down Atlanta minus three and a half, as I already stated. Um, I didn't play it yet. I'm trying to wait and see if I can get to a three. If I can't get to a three, I may skip this game, or I'm just going to tail Brian's pick and go with the over. So where are we going next? We have Steelers-Eagles. The Battle of Pennsylvania. Who's going to win this one? Well, Philly's going to win. I just don't know who's going to cover. <laughs> I, I made, I made Philly uh, eleven and a half. Um, you know, are we only doing sides and totals here because these first half uh, team total overs for Philly are on fire. I don't know if that gets to count as a play uh, on this one. If not. Hundred percent. If we got quarters, halves, anything like that, let's go okay. ahead and drop them out there. All right, sweet. Well, um, are you seeing a team total over in the first half because Philadelphia is undefeated uh, on those to the over uh, this year? Um, I don't have a team total. For yeah, the first yeah. Half I'm, I'm, I apologize. I will look it up while uh, you're giving your opinion of this game, and then I'll uh, then I'll then we'll know. All right, we got the Eagles at home. Uh, I don't like the 10 points. They're definitely going to win the game. Um, I, I'm more interested in playing an under as I don't think the Steelers are going to put up a lot of points. I don't think the Eagles are really going to run away with 30 plus points. I think this is just going to be a slower game. I'll take the under 43 and a half. And hopefully that gets me out the door with a W on this one. Did you find yeah, a team so, total um, for the first half? I sure did. Um, 13 and a half uh, over is at a, either a minus 120 or a, a minus 115 uh, price. And they have gone uh, over all those every every game uh, this year. So team total over 13 and a half in the first half for the Eagles for me. I like that. I'm going to follow you on that one. That sounds like a good play. All right, let's move to Detroit, I believe. We've got the Dolphins on the road in Detroit. Um, let's see. Who's going who's gonna to cover here? What's going down with these two teams? Tua looked fairly decent on his uh, week back. Um, Tyreek Hill still looks slightly unstoppable. Uh, what's your favorite play in this game? So I was playing a lot of Detroit overs uh, successfully early uh, in the season. And, you know, coming out of that Seattle game, they were ranked number one in the NFL in scoring, but uh, they've been held to two field goals in the last uh, eight quarters. Um, unless did they, that was two field goals last week. They didn't go for two on a touchdown. Did they? Um, uh, yeah. It was two field goals. Yeah. Yeah. My apologies. But uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking under here. Um I've seen 51 and a half or, or maybe uh, 52 back-to-back uh, -back unders for Detroit combined scores of 30 and 29 uh, Miami uh, five and two uh, to the under four and one uh, in their last uh, five games. This is the second highest total of the season uh, for the Dolphins. And uh, I know DeAndre Swift is back uh, for Detroit. And so that'll probably give their offense a little bit of spark, but for Miami, this seems like a really high total, e even in the game 
uh, with Buffalo where they had the their only total in the 50s. Uh, it looked on track for the, the over in the first half or at halftime, but, um, uh, you know, even that one fell uh, two touchdowns under at just 40 uh, combined. I know it is indoors, and Detroit had these low-scoring games uh, here recently on, on the road at Dallas and New England. So, um, you know, that scares me a touch. But uh, Detroit's offense has not looked good last two weeks. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go under uh, 51 and a half or 52. I'll agree with you there. Uh, I see that we had some sharp money come in, and I think that was just to drive it up over this 51. Um, I was a little worried about some of Detroit's home numbers as well. They do seem to give up a lot of overs there at home, but they also do look like they're struggling a little bit. They're not the best team. So let's go ahead and jump right in with you. I'll take under 51 and a half as well. And now we've got Cardinals Vikings. This is a game that I'm definitely not interested in taking it under. What are you thinking? Uh, I like the Vikings uh, here on the side as they are uh, five and one uh, straight up. Now they have not been very good uh, against the number only two and four uh, ATS, but those have mostly been, you know, bigger numbers. They were laying double digits to, uh, to the bears and um, at minus three and a half, uh, I got to go to the Vikings uh, favorable spot here uh, with the open date. I know they haven't been very good off the open date here recently. However, you know, this is a new head coach, uh, new regime. And, and um, you know, I know the Cardinals actually have an ex- a couple extra days of rest because they played on Thursday, but, but not as much rest as uh, Minnesota had. Um, you know, if you could buy the half point to three, uh, I wouldn't pay more than minus 130 for it. Uh, that would make me feel better, but I, I'm okay with it at three and a half or or even four. Uh, give me the Vikings. Okay. Uh, the Vikings, uh, I don't mind. They, they, they do seem to win and not cover. That hook is a dangerous, dangerous spot for them. I'm going to go with this total. Uh, we got Hopkins back. We got the Cardinals on the road, the cover machine. So let's just go ahead and pop. This 48 and a half, I believe I grabbed before we get to too much of a higher number. And that's what I have on this one. So it's nice that we've given out two plays. We'll take the over and the minus three and a half. And now we can move on to New England versus the Jets. It's a shame to see Brees Hall go down last week. I was really excited to watch the Jets continue to smash week in and week out. Uh, We've got some interesting movement here. I see the Patriots on the road taking the money and the points. What were you thinking here? Well, Pat's on a short week, and uh, obviously um, quarterback play was was an issue um, last week. But um, I got to go with the Jets. I mean, I don't know how, you know, if James Robinson's even going to play or if maybe they'll have a small package of plays for him. I think in the long run, that was a pretty good acquisition. I'm I'm not saying he's Brees Hall, but, uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, had a thousand yard season a couple years ago, Um, you know, when Urban Meyer wasn't, you know, yanking him in and out of the lineup uh, uh, in favor of Hyde, his, his guy from Ohio State. He, he was pretty good most of the time last year. Uh, I know he lost his job to Eaton this year, but the Jags are just a mess. I think it's a, a pretty good uh, fill-in long-term. I, I don't know that he has is going to be much of a factor uh, this week, but I, I got to go with the Jets, man. They're hot. They're, they're kind of like the Giants. They're just finding ways to win. And, uh, again, New England on a short week uh, did not like at all what I saw from the Patriots uh, the other night. So I will I will go with the Jets. Now I prefer them. You know, I, I only feel confident in them 
uh, in a, a teaser, like I mentioned um, earlier uh, with the Cowboys and, and the G-Men, you know, bumping them up to nine and a half. But um, for conversation purposes, I'll, I'll take the uh, the Jets on the straight play. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I had the Patriots written down because you see they opened at minus one and a half. It had moved to minus 2.5 while I was doing some show prep earlier. Um, I, I'm now seeing threes, which is exactly what I was hoping for. Let oh, me catch the better. two and a half before we cross this number. Now we see threes on the board. If this pops up to a three and a half anywhere, I'm just going to split the difference and hope that it lands at a three-point field goal game. And hopefully I can hit two. If I don't, I'll lose a little juice. So that was my plan for this game. Um, we're going to put, and that kind of correlates with what you're saying. You want to take the Jets plus three or more. I want to take the Patriots minus two and a half until we get there. If you want to take both sides and hope for a middle, go for it. Titans, Texans. They say the Texans cover on the road, or they cover, what are they? They have some good numbers on the cover right now. But every time I bet them, they don't seem to cover. <laughs> well, tight. Uh, were you throwing it over to me yet? No, no, just six and three there. I was just going through to try and see what it was. And I, I've caught all three of those, apparently. So uh, what do you got here for uh, Titans, Texans? Yeah, this is my favorite play of the week. Uh, I like the Titans. You know, it hasn't uh, been pretty, but that's just kind of what the Titans do since the 0-2 start. Uh, four wins in a row. No, nothing flashy offensively, but very solid defense. You know, giving up 22 to Vegas, which is scoring a lot more than that. Uh, 10 to Indy one time, 17 to Indy another time, 17 uh, to the Commanders. Four games, Derrick Henry has run for 85, 114, 102, and 128 yards. And now he faces a Texans defense that is dead last uh, in the NFL at defending the run and number 31 uh, in total defense. And uh, Damian Pierce has given uh, the Houston offense a, a little bit of a spark, uh, but um, they're facing a Titans defense that is, that is fourth in the NFL uh, against the run. And, and Houston just uh, not getting very good quarterback play from Davis Mills and generating a pedestrian 17.7 points per game. So I think it'll be a close game. Uh, Houston will hang in, but uh, I think Texans will get it done. I actually got uh, Texans on the money line at minus 120 very, very early in the week uh, on Monday. But, I mean, I, I guess I would be good with it up to, you know, three or fewer. Um, and you can still get – Is there? Any, I don't know if there's any twos left, but uh, definitely some two-and-a-halves left. So Titans for me. Excellent, excellent. I'm going to jump on the under 40-and-a-half, even though – it doesn't look like it's a slam dunk play. Um, I, I I do always wonder. The Titans should should beat the Texans, but I'm going to go ahead and just hope that it's a little bit of the slower paced game. I like betting Titans unders. It's always better to do while they're at home, but we'll just hope that the Texans have an offensive struggle and we can stay under the 40 and a half. Let's put you down for your minus two and a half. I like that. Giant Seahawks. East Coast team traveling to the West Coast never seems to fare well. Seahawks look pretty good. So do the Giants. What do you think about this one? Man, I, I think these are two teams that I don't want to go against. I have been on uh, the Giants. Let me see here. Well, just three times, but I'm 3-0. and Had them uh, plus five and a half in week one. Had them last week. That was my big play. Yeah, I even pressed them live 
uh, whenever they fell behind early. I uh, was able to get them at plus five and a half, got some plus 180 uh, money line, and I, I had them against Baltimore. Um, you know, I'm not bragging on my handicap. I mean, they got outstatted, uh, certainly by a lot of their opponents. They've been outstatted. But you know what? Sometimes chemistry, you, you, you get on a roll, good coaching, good play calling, and the Giants are just, you know, they're playing uh, really good in the fourth quarter. They're making and all the plays in the fourth quarter, last three games, uh, trailed in the fourth quarter against the Packers, trailed against Baltimore, trailed against Jacksonville, but they they made all the plays in the fourth quarter. And, you know, with the with the way Geno Smith has been rolling and the way the Giants have kind of been slow starters, like uh, I, I would say our listeners should probably – I mean, look, I, my play is going to be the Giants uh, plus three. But my my best strategy in terms of attacking this game, gambling wise, I, I think Seattle is going to get out to a lead to be able to live bet the Giants at a better number. You know, hopefully, maybe even up to plus six or seven. Um, I think that would be the best way to attack it because they they hang around and then they make all the plays uh, in the fourth quarter. But like I said earlier, I like the Giants uh, in a teaser uh, with the Cowboys and Jets, and um, and I'll say Giants plus three, but I, I tell you, yeah, I won't have much on the Giants going in, but again, if Seattle gets out like a seven, nothing lead, a 10, nothing lead, 14, three, I can get the Giants plus seven or even plus six or better live. Uh, I'll be pressing and uh, doing that. I, I'm totally with you on that. I'm coming in from the other angle. I was thinking similar to you. I, I'm going to take the Seahawks minus the three. And then after the early scores, I'm going to jump on the Giants and hope for another middle. So we'll write you down for the G-Men plus three. I guess we're just officially we'll push that game. So it's kind of a moot point. But let's move on. Commanders Colts. Did we finally bench uh, Matt Ryan? Are we done? Battling a shoulder yes. injury, I see, or something. But, um, yeah, officially <laughs> just benched, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't I don't bet on quarterbacks making their first career start. You know, Sam Ellinger, I'm interested to see him. He certainly, you know, Indy has not gotten good O-line play, and he certainly uh, brings something to the table that uh, Matt Ryan doesn't, and that is uh, elite scrambling ability. And he's a tough runner, too, or at least he was um, in college. Uh, you know, I know he's only uh, gotten in at garbage time three times uh, in his career. Uh, but I, you know, I, I can't back Indy, um, you know, with a, a guy making his first career start, even though it is uh, at home. Um, I thought Heineke provided a spark for Washington, but I'm, I'm thinking under 39 and a half is probably the better way uh, to go as I see you nodding. Yeah, um, I think I'm just going to go under, uh, which is six and one overall for the Colts. And it's on a four and one run uh, for the commanders. So I will go under 39 and a half. Is that what we're looking at? It is what it is right now. Yes, 39 and a half. I do not see any better numbers. There we go. All right. Well, I'm definitely in with 39 and a half. I actually think this might be my favorite play of the game. Um, definitely. Let's exploit the uh, the. The rookie quarterbacks, people with uh, inexperience, Heineke's not a rookie. He's just not great. Um, do I expect that he really has a ceiling to put us under here? 
maybe, but it's probably in the, in, it's definitely in the single digit probability is it's most likely not going to happen. We'll just go with the under and move on. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't, but I definitely feel like that's the best play in that game. The Niners, are they my new favorite team? I mean, no, but am I excited to watch them keep playing with Christian McCaffrey? Absolutely. What are you thinking about uh, Niners at Rams? Well, uh, obviously the Rams won the um, NFC title game against the Niners last year, but in the regular season, uh, San Fran's won four in a row over the Rams, both straight up and against the spread. Kyle Shanahan is eight and three, both straight up and against the spread against McVay uh, during the regular season. And uh, I, I really don't think either one of these teams is playing very good right now. Um, so, you know, they're not, I'm not like sprinting to the window to back uh, either team, but just the uh, the head-to-head success, um, and, and certainly in the regular season for the Niners, will have me uh, go uh, go San Fran here. You gonna take San Francisco minus one? Yeah. Yep. That was the first play, and then I'm I'm also gonna dabble on this under forty-three. Um. Yeah. The, the defense should be enough. I, I don't, the Rams don't look great. The Niners offense is really just not focused on popping big plays or, or trying to put up a ton of points. I feel like we're, we're going to be safe just taking the under 43 and a half. We got a little bit of a gift as it bumped up two and a half points, I think. So we'll come, we'll come back down on the other side and hopefully we can stick an under there. Packers bills, Packers bills, Rogers looks amazing. I think uh, there's some of these teams that are going to be ready to pack it in here by week 10 to 12. Uh, what are you thinking for Packers bills? Uh, I made the number 11. So uh, I think it's a good number. This is the richest underdog spot of Aaron Rodgers' career. Uh, when he has been an underdog of three and a half or more, he is 15 and 10 against the spread. However, um, I, I can't, I, I mean, Green Bay is just struggling, uh, too bad. I mean, I know it's a, a double digit number with Aaron Rodgers catching more points than he's, that he's ever caught, but, uh, I just can't do it, man. I cannot get behind Green Bay. Uh, I would probably like, uh, and I'm not even looking at a first half line. I would probably prefer Buffalo in the first half if it's seven or fewer, um, but just for uh, our official record purposes on the show, I will actually eat the chalk uh, and go with Buffalo. They're, they're number one in the NFL in total defense, run defense, scoring defense, total offense, passing yards, and second in scoring. Uh, I probably prefer them in the first half It's if it's seven or fewer. Uh, we have a six and, and a half ten, right here. Oh, uh, beautiful. That That would be my favorite play on it. Uh, if I've, I've got if I got to pick it for the game, I'll go Buffalo, but I'd prefer six and a half in the first half. We're going to write you down for over six and a half, or it's spread of six and a half in the first half. I'm going to take um, under 47 and a half. Um, the Packers, their offense is struggling. The Bills have a great defense. The Bills just look great. Um, man, I don't think the Packers are going to give up 30 points, but you know maybe they will. We'll see how that goes. Um, under is my play on that one. Let's see. Cleveland. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Joe Burrow is back. He's going to dominate every week again after they went lost a couple of games and everybody freaked out. 
I, I could see that. Uh, there's no bigger Joe Burrow fan than uh, than this guy right here. The Bengals are three and one against the spread on the road. I know it was my sorry Falcons defense and a secondary. <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Uh, that is banged up, but Burrow looked uh, fantastic last week. Um, Browns played tough last week, but they're one and three, both straight up and against the spread uh, at home on the season. I would prefer if we could buy the half point to three, um, if it's not more than minus 130. But if not, that's okay. I, I think the Bengals uh, win by a, a touchdown or, or so. You want to take the Bengals minus three and a half? I, I do. 3.5. Uh, I got burnt on that Atlanta game with uh, Joe Burrow popping off for a solid 35 points. I did um, as well. I, be- I believe we have... Man, their last 10, they're still 8-2 and two to the under. I'm going to try and squeeze in an under 46.5 on this game, I believe. And I think we had some movement on that as well. Drop from 47 to 46.5. We got a lot of sharp money coming in on that side. I'm going to jump on it before it drops any lower. Hopefully we get a nice battle of... Ohio, just like we're hoping to get there in Pennsylvania. And those are my plays for that game. Uh, do you want to go ahead and run down your favorite uh, teasers or player props that you have that we haven't covered through the game list? Well, uh, yeah, I mentioned that teaser a, a couple of times, uh, a seven-point teaser, um, which would – and now very important that you push on a, on a, on a teaser if your number on Dallas is three. Um, where I got it, I was able, it was, I was able to take it from nine and a half to two and a half. And then the, uh, giants plus 10 and the jets, uh, plus nine and a half. But if, if minus three or if a push on a teaser loses for you, uh, then I would not do Dallas. Just do, uh, just do jets and giants as uh, more lucrative underdogs. And, um, that is the only teaser I have now. I have been I have been hitting Mike Evans uh, receiving yards over uh, props a lot, but I know he got um, I know he got banged up. I mean he's gonna he's gonna give it a go tonight, right? Uh, I, I believe sure. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna throw it back to you, and I'm gonna look up. I, no, actually, I just don't know that I want to. Um, I don't know that I want to do his uh, receiving yards just because uh, of the injury or, or, you know, maybe not being at a hundred percent. So it's not because of Kyle Pitts and it's not because of Drake London. It's because Arthur Smith is an absolute moron. So whatever, and I'll look him up after I throw it back to you, but whatever the receiving yards prop uh, for Kyle Pitts and Drake London, I want it under just because Arthur Smith uh, does not try. He makes no effort to get the ball to his, his best players. And Kyle Pitts's receiving yards props have gone under under every single game except for Seattle when suddenly Arthur Smith started pl- calling plays for Pitts and they started just moving the ball up and down the field. He's drawing defensive holdings, pass interferences, et cetera. But for one for some reason, that moron just does not want to get the ball to his best players. So just because of a lack of touches, I will go under on Drake London and Kyle Pitts receiving yards. And as I throw it back to you, I'll look up uh, those numbers. Sorry, I, I didn't have them uh, yet. 
Sounds good. I don't have much to add here. I said this one earlier on Live Locks. I like the Travis Etienne with James Robinson out of town, over 69 and a half rushing yards this week. I understand it's the Broncos defense, but any adequate running back that's actually behind a line and has some sort of running scheme with them has been able to put up decent chunk yardage. Uh, I believe there's only been one or two teams that have really struggled to put up 100 yarding against the Broncos. So it's not their rush defense isn't as good as maybe people think. I think that's going to be a spot where the uh, Jaguars are going to try and exploit. He's also averaging 6.1, what, 6.1 yards per carry. So if he gets 12 carries, we're, we're getting to 69 and a half. I just don't see how there's um, not, I don't see how he doesn't catch. So I, I really like that play. I'm jumping on that one pretty heavy. And then I, I had a touchdown play, but it was uh, mispriced and it's been pulled from the board. So I'll skip that one. Well, so last week, or early in the year, uh, Kyle Pitts' receiving yards props were in the mid-50s. I looked at it last week, and it was 42-and-a-half, and and, uh, I I was just like, surely they're going to throw it to him this week, and I ignorantly took the over, and now I'm just shocked. The lowest last week was 42-and-a-half, and and now this week, it's 33-and-a-half. So um, that's actually a little lower than I thought. So I'm actually going to cancel that. I'll still do the Drake London. It is 38 and a half. I'll do that under and I'll replace the pits under with AJ Brown over 66 and a half receiving yards for the Eagles against the Steelers. And I'm not on his player page, but I I played his over um, against the Cowboys the other week. And, Mm -hmm. um, as I was writing up that, I think he had gone over his receiving yards prop. I want to say every game except for one. And then they were off last week. So I think he's gone over uh, every time but one. And uh, so A.J. Brown over 66 and a half receiving yards uh, against the Steelers. I mean, I like that. I can get on board with that one with you. So I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Guys, we are currently 56, 30, and 3. So make sure you lock in all these plays. We are on a tear. It may not last forever, but let's take the money while we're making it. Uh, That is uh, the end of our Week 8 show. Brian, thanks for joining me. It was great having you. And we're out. Have a good one. Enjoy it, Ryan. Thanks so much for having me.